TuneIn is the audio platform with something for everyone. News. In order to secure convictions in a court of law, it is essential that we conclusively. Sports. That clock at four. Donchich. The step back three. You bet. Music. You set my world on fire. And even podcasts. Whatever you love, hear it right here. On TuneIn, go to TuneIn.com or download the TuneIn app to start listening. After investing billions to light up our network, T-Mobile is America's largest 5G network. Plus, right now, you can switch, keep your phone, and we'll pay it off up to $800. See how you can save on every plan versus Verizon and AT&T at T-Mobile.com slash across America. Up to four lines via virtual prepaid card. Allowed 15 days. Qualifying unlocked device credit service ported 90 plus days with device and eligible carrier and timely redemption required. Card has no cash access and expires in six months. I want to say um, I'm really excited about this next guest. Why? Because June is Men's Mental Health Awareness Month. Now, the stigma that men are too strong to seek help for mental issues seems to be slowly eroding. But it doesn't mean more work can't be done to let people know about resources that can help. Well, Dr. Craig Bowren of Abbott Northwestern is a specialist in this field and has recently authored the book, Man Overboard, A Medical Lifeline for the Aging Male. And he joins us now on the John Schuster Caldwell Banker Hotline. Hello, Dr. Bowren. Hi, Gerald. It's good, good to be with you. I think I've, I think I've met you before sometime in some green room somewhere and we talked about <laughs> If I remember, we talked about Jubilee Showcase. Oh, my goodness. Oh, yeah, that I, probably was me. How about that? I, I grew up in Chicago, and uh, my dad didn't go to church, but he made sure he, he went to Jubilee Showcase. How about that? How about that? Well, it's a pleasure to have you join us tonight. You know, the bottom line for me is that we know that there are men who are really suffering, and a lot of them don't seem to want to come forward. Why is that? Yeah, I think it's just, you know, I, when I, I have a chapter in my book called Mind Games about mental health, and it, it made me, I, I knew I had to have it in there because it's a, a, a general uh, men's book. But it made me go back to kind of like what, I'm 58, you know, and sort of the, the, the area, the era that I grew up in and the, the things that were sort of modeled to me. So when I was growing up uh, in, in the Chicago area, you know, there just wasn't a lot of talk about, the inner life, you know, the world that you saw was the world that you saw. And, um, um, you know, when you went to church, there was some talk about the inner life, but at least when I went to church, it was about, you know, redemption and, 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 and kind of social justice, but not a lot of conversation about that. And so, um, you know, it, it didn't seem like I actually lived close to a, a state mental hospital and, uh, it seemed like, you know, the people who were had mental health issues, they went. They were institutionalized, mm-hmm. and uh, everybody else was normal, right? So mm-hmm. there's crazy people, and then there's normal people. But uh, you know, going through my medical training and then just becoming an adult and, and meeting all kinds of people, you realize that, whoa, whoa, whoa! You know, um, um, we all, you know, literally, we all struggle with our mental health um, all the time. We and, do. And uh, I, I, I think you don't. You do not have to have a formal diagnosis of anxiety or depression um, to struggle with anxiety depression you just have to be human um, exactly you have to be human. you know mm-hmm. you just have to be human that's the only qualification you need and and so I think you, you've used the word stigma 
Um, and that's certainly one way to describe, you know, the, the role models I grew up with, they were not, you know, introspective men who talked about their feelings. They were primarily, you know, sports at athletic uh, people or people in the movies who were strong and powerful and, um, you know, uh, who, who didn't have any kind of inner emotional life. And so I, I think we've just kind of been taught all along. I tell in the book about my, my father lost his father was killed in an accident when he was eight. And you know, even as a kid, I kind of said, like, you know, I wanted to know what, what happened to your dad and what did he know about your dad? And the, and the few times I dared to ask, he'd say like, well, I don't know. I was eight. I don't remember, you know, and yeah. you know, don't ask me any more questions. And it never made sense to me that like, really, you could lose your dad at eight. And like, it didn't mean anything to you or, you know, there was, that's that. So, um, yeah, I think it is, it's stigmatized. It's, it's, it's what women do. They talk about their feelings and men just push through them. And that is not healthy. So where do we begin to try to help the, the men heal, first of all, second of all, to really let them know that people really do care, that they don't quite understand the mental health challenges that they have. And many of them won't even go, especially in the black community. It can be very difficult to get black men to go in, to even be seen to see if there were any uh, mental challenges. Um, and I'm wondering, what can we do about that? The wives of these men, the mothers of these sons, how, how do we get to them? That's where I think this, this public conversation and, you know, um, people, uh, when profession, professional athletes, people that we sort of idolize come out, I think of off the top of my head, somebody like Kevin Love yes, uh, or, or some uh, Hollywood actors, you know, who come out and here I am using the word come out like it was you know, like it was something that they needed to hide. But literally when um, when we have public conversations, including like the show to say, like, you know, it exists. If you don't if you don't struggle with your emotions, uh, you're you're in denial, you know. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then also to say, like, it's OK that some struggle. Everyone struggles some more, some less. And, and essentially uh, give people a license to kind of recognize their like. You know, you call yourself moody. Could you be depressed? You know, right. you could be depressed. Would you be willing to use that word? And does that word make you tainted? No, it just means that, um, you know, you have a, a, a medical issue uh, that can that can be dealt with. So a lot of it, I think, is just literally just um, changing the bar of of what we're willing to talk about. And which reminds me a little like. It, Suicide is arguably the the worst outcome of mental health. Right. And um, I've noticed over my lifetime that, you know, when a prominent figure would would uh, die of suicide, you know, they, they would go out and say, like, well, you know, he died of uh, after dealing with a, a long, a long illness, you know, when they knew darn well, the long illness was depression. And so even then, like, no, you know, we're not we're going to hide it. We're going to hide it. But interestingly, I'm, I'm seeing more like people saying, like, you know, he died after a, a long battle with mental health or he died after a long battle with depression. So um, I, I just think that um, recognizing it, um, saying that it's OK, saying that um, that it's I think sometimes men feel like, well, what are they going to do? They're just going to put me on pills. Well, you know, medications are part of what um, can happen for people who are dealing with anxiety or depression. But there's so much more than that. And your the community that you're in, both your family and your friends, you know, um, you know, uh, I just went I went spent a week uh, 
two weeks ago up north with my friends. Uh, we've been doing this 30 years, going on a fishing trip. And, you know, there's a time where people can, you know, start to be honest with each other and just, you know, about, hey, well, how's it going? And giving someone an honest answer. Well, you know what? It's not going so good. Um, yeah. It's, not, you know, it's not going good at all. I'm, I'm suff- I've been suffering with uh, some anxiety issues. And suddenly, you know, again, a thing that was stigmatized and unmentionable isn't. So we need brave people to brave people to kind of step up, uh, like Kevin Love, or you know, I, I think I, I'm I'm not a fan of celebrity endorsed illnesses per se, because it makes them somehow seem special. Because you know, like it's a big deal because it, it's really serious. Because even celebrities get this disease. Oh, absolutely! The hand, and they come forward. You know, the celebrities yeah. will kind of want to say, "Hey, you need to know that this exists, and it's okay." If you have this, there's something that you can do about it. Um, I remember in the 90s, we would see all types of commercials like that from celebrities that would come forward and say, hey, yes, I have some real challenges. And and I need to talk about what my brain health is like and how I think now and how it troubles me. I don't see commercials like that anymore. I don't, you know, maybe I'm not watching closely enough. But do you think that we have enough um, that the books that you're writing and the stories that are being told and the the help that men are getting are they getting enough? I don't. I I think it's a start. I mean, I think it's a start because even you know, for again, just in my in my lifetime in my career, you know, where um, now we're having we're having these conversations. So I think it's a start. Is it enough? No, but I, I think as we get, you know, part of what as a writer, I wrote this book for. I wrote this men's health book. And the funny thing about that is that it's not a great business plan because I wrote a book for a group of men, a group of people who don't read that much men about a subject they like to avoid health, you know, so not a great business plan, but to the first part of that, um, you know, part of like reading helps give people, the reader, like a, a, a deeper inner life and starts to give them the language to express like the feelings that they have. So and you even, don't think they read, you don't feel like they read enough about it. Men don't uh, men men don't read near as much as women, particularly when it comes to fiction. And I think a lot of you know a lot of fiction is getting you know it's internal dialogues, and and watching the characters struggle through their you know struggle through their issues, and and the writer puts you in their head. So I, I think it's not it's yes it's helpful to read a, um, all kinds of things, but that's that's one of the ways that I think oftentimes men struggle to find the words to explain what it is they're feeling. So why is it that women know each other? We know each other well, and we don't have a problem telling our sisterhood, right? We just tell them, say, hey, look, this is what I'm suffering from. This is what I'm dealing with. Hey, can you give me some advice? Have you been through it, or do you know someone that's been through it? But I also know that there are men who do the same. They actually talk to each other and say, I have this, and I don't know what to do with it. You guys pray for me, or whatever. So are you seeing yeah. an uptick in the men that are saying, I'm going to go for it. I'm going to, I got to check to I, see what's wrong. Yeah. Yes, I, yes, I am. And I, I kind of, I, I joke about this book, uh, about joke about this book saying, um, you know, women, when it comes to health, women are proactive. They yes. do exactly what you say. When yes. they have an issue, my wife gets on the phone and she calls her friends and like anybody else. I'm feeling this. Anybody else feeling this? Is this one of the problems with aging or difficulties is kind of knowing when is this the new normal? this thing I'm feeling, or is this something I have to have attention to? So she, you know, calls her friends and figures out, is anybody else dealing with it? And if, and if, if it doesn't, you know, she can't get an answer from them, then she does this crazy thing where apparently you can, you can call in and make an appointment with a doctor. So she'll do that, you know, whereas men tend to be con-active. Um, mm. 
now we figure out we figure out all the ways why this is not a problem why you know i'm i'm okay and so it'll be okay and so it'll continue to be okay so we're, i think we and part of that i i joke in the book it's sort of like, i call it testosterone poisoning or testosterone <laughs> blindness there's you know there's something about that that hormone that makes us want to be noble and independent and but, but but there's a myth of independence, and that is, um, you know, all humans, male or female, are deeply interlinked with each other, and we need each other to be healthy. Which is why, you know, women they have these communities and and they support each other, and men like, well, you know, a, a little more fringy. Although, as you say, it really is changing, and that's that's a very hopeful thing. Well, I tell you, the men in my life, I you know, I wouldn't have any problem approaching them with this subject. Um, and I know that years ago they used to say that women, of course, pay attention and take care of themselves better than men. But nowadays, is, is that really is still true? It really is true. I think that. Well, I, I think that's. I think the sad part is that. I, well, I feel this both as a doctor and just as a you know a guy with guy friends. And that is, it really is. If you think about it, if you have anybody who does uh, these fantasy football league, fantasy baseball, whatever, like, it's ridiculous how much they know about their fantasy football team and the stats and the data and the people and how little they know about their, you know, their own health, you know, how illiterate they are about their own health. I mean, um, you know, somebody can spend four hours on the red zone watching nonstop replays on the NFL network, but not really know what their PSA is or not understand like one of the, what are some of the basic signs of depression or how to deal with you know, what happens when you, uh, um, feel anxious or um, which reminds me of like you talk about are we moving places I don't know if you watch Ted Lasso but God bless them you know they they show what a panic attack is mm. you know they gave Ted Lasso a couple of panic attacks and took the viewers through like this is what it is this, this is, is what it is you know this is the walls coming in this is like this kind of strange outy, out of body experience and you're not crazy you're just a human human um, <laughs> Yeah, so I, yeah. Mm. Dr. Craig uh, Bowren, I really appreciate you joining us tonight. You are author and hospitalist. What is hospitalist? <laughs> so, uh, when you get nowadays, when you get admitted to a hospital, mm-hmm. uh, you will be seen by a primary care doctor almost no matter what your issue is. Right. Like me, which is so I'm a, I'm a doctor that's, that's primary care, but just out of the hospital. So, I'm a hospitalist. If, uh, if your condition, whatever is going on, is pretty straightforward, uh, I'll be your only doctor. Uh, if it gets complicated, I'll be, you know, the kind of the lead doctor and you'll be seeing, you know, a lung doctor, a kidney doctor, a cardiologist as well. So mm-hmm. more and more, if you get admitted to the hospital, the person you will see is unfortunately not your GP or your family practitioner, but to someone like me who's kind of there. I was there today. Yeah, right, <laughs> um, right. You'll see your ho- hospitals. Yeah. Well, tell us it's where weird. men can... Tell us where men or their wives or sisters and brothers, um, where can they find your book? It's, a Mayo, it's published by Mayo Clinic, so it's on Mayo Clinic Press, but it's on, you know, Amazon.com or um, Barnes & Noble website. But those are, you know, it's just online like any, any other book, so... Well, congratulations. The book is called Man Overboard, A Medical Lifeline for the Aging Male. I wish I had more time to ask more questions about why aging males, but I think I understand it. I so appreciate you joining us tonight, Dr. Bowron, and I hope we can have you on again. Well, thank you, Geraldine. I really enjoyed it. All right. You take care. 
TuneIn is the audio platform with something for everyone. News. In order to secure convictions in a court of law, it is essential that we conclusively. Sports. Back clock at four. Donchich. The step back three. You bet. Music. You set my world on fire. And even podcasts. Whatever you love, hear it right here. On TuneIn, go to TuneIn.com or download the TuneIn app to start listening. After investing billions to light up our network, T-Mobile is America's largest 5G network. Plus, right now, you can switch, keep your phone, and we'll pay it off up to $800. See how you can save on every plan versus Verizon and AT&T at T-Mobile.com slash across America. Up to four lines via virtual prepaid card. Allowed 15 days. Qualifying unlocked device. Credit service ported 90 plus days with device and eligible carrier and timely redemption required. Card has no cash access and expires in six months. Oh, 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 O'Reilly. Protect your vehicle's engine with a full synthetic oil change and save with Mobile One at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Purchase five quarts of Mobile One full synthetic motor oil and receive a $10 O'Reilly gift card after rebate. See store for details. With your Mobile One purchase, you'll also receive two times points during Old Rewards Bonus Points Month at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly.